Cross-border wealth management is a high-stakes business, one that comes with a variety of tax codes, protocols, and regulations. In this episode, we're talking to an established industry leader about how technology is helping them guide clients to reach their financial goals. Welcome to TechForce Middle East, a new podcast highlighting the digital surge in the region. In this episode, we're joined by Hussein Rangwala, Group Operations Director of our dynamic team at Skybound Wealth Management. Skybound offers offshore financial advice to British nationals and international workers, offering a white glove service in the industry, bringing a personal touch to an acutely traditional space. Hussein, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here with us today. Thank you, Mark. I'm uh, looking forward to this conversation as well. Brilliant. Um, Hussein, just before we get into the nitty gritty of wealth management and start talking about Skybound, let's do some quick fire questions. Are you okay with that? Yeah, let's go. What's the first word that comes to mind when you think of tech in the financial sector? Nutmeg. Okay. Incredible story, Mark. You've got to read about it, right? This guy walks out of a stockbroker, yeah, and then he goes ahead, creates a company based on what he did not like in his previous firm. So he made it accessible to everybody and he made it transparent. And then what he did with tech, he gave it back to JP Morgan. Incredible story. Definitely worth the read. One word to describe the financial growth in the UAE. Financial growth in the UAE, incredible. Walk around the streets, you have young people everywhere. Yeah, you're talking about the millennials and these are the guys who are going to have the money in the future. Yeah, there's a big wealth transfer that's looming and they are going to have the money. So again, the opportunity, incredible. Your approach to wealth management. My approach to wealth management, uh, I like, see, keeping things simple. Consistent. Wealth management is not something you do at one point in time. It's a journey. And that's what people get wrong. Every day in the journey, chip away slowly, achieve your results, and before you know it, you're providing a lot of value to your clients. What's the best piece of financial advice you've ever received? And how do you implement it? Best piece of financial advice? Now, see, I'm not that old, uh, so I don't know. I don't know. It might be a very different answer when I'm in my 40s, but at least for now, I'll tell you, set up that emergency fund. Yeah, that little money in your bank, that gives you that financial freedom. It just evolves the way you think. When the pandemic hit, the first thought in my mind was not, oh, how am I going to pay my bills if things go south? But I was focusing on other things. I was reading up and actually being healthy during that time because I knew I had a little reserve to take care of my expenses across the next 12 or 18 months, if need be. And if money was no object, what would be the first thing you'd do? I wish money was no object. Um, I don't know if you heard about uh, Confucius, right? He's this Chinese philosopher. And he says this one thing that for a healthy man, he wants to do a thousand things. For an unhealthy man, he wants just one thing, right? So if once again, money was no object, I'd be in the gym every day. Yeah. So I can be healthy and I can get a thousand things. Amazing. Well, Hussain, let's get into the nitty gritty of the podcast interview. Um, you've had a fairly eclectic journey to get to this point. You've worked for Estee Lauder, You've worked for the hotels industry. You've studied at American University of Sharjah. What got you to your current position? What got me to my current position now, these companies are a very interesting mix, right? I've done things like, you know, pick the meals on a flight. That's airline catering and Taj. So you're the, you're the reason for the food. <laughs> I like the food, actually. Yeah. I've also put makeup on my face. This is not my first time just saying, wow. Yeah. And that's at Estee Lauder. But retail, hospitality, IT. The different parts of each one of these jobs has helped me understand an organization as a whole. It's helped me understand what drives uh, different departments, what motivates them. 
Yeah, and what are they out to achieve? And uh, for me, at least in this role, that helps massively because as, again, an operations director, it's running many aspects in the company. And if I understand uh, the staff, well, there can be nothing better than that. When we stopped rolling, you told me how exactly you got your job at Skybound. <laughs> Just tell the story again, please, if you don't mind. I never thought that question would come up on this podcast, uh, but online applications, have you done any of these? Many, Yeah, unfortunately. The worst thing ever. Yes. Yeah, the worst thing ever. You're filling in a form for like two odd hours. It doesn't take you anywhere. Sitting in a library one of the days, probably four months down the job search, and I'm not finding what I want. So I decided, you know, what does a financial services company care about the most? Clients, right? Call the company, tell them I'm a client. Can you please connect me to your investments guy? Uh, they did in a flash of a second. And before I knew it, pitched myself, got an interview the next morning. And that's my story in Skybound. Incredible. Well, let's talk about Skybound. Um, can you elaborate on the need for financial wealth management and offshore services here in the UAE? So the UAE is a place which is growing. And if you were to ask anybody, look, look on Google, right? Take a survey. The key reason why people move to the UAE, it's tax efficient. Let's read between the lines here. Yeah, it's tax efficient. They've not gotten to the goals they wanted to in the past. And they essentially have come to the UAE to achieve them now. Yeah, they want to save money. Yeah, they want to tick things off that list. Why is financial planning required in the UAE? It's because this is an expat community, 89%. And people have come with a the goal. They want to achieve it. And it's financial planners, one key aspect of achieving it. You talked about the expat community being, you know, one of your potential client profile. What is the typical profile of a customer for Skybound? Our customers are all expats. Uh, we are based in the UK, we are based in Europe, we are based in the US. So we understand where somebody is coming from. We understand what does it entail to move to the UAE. We understand what does it entail to move back home a couple of years later once you've achieved these goals. So that's what a customer looks like. We do look to start planning with our customers early on. So if somebody is new into the country, we usually do get referred to them by colleagues in a company, you know, meeting them at some kind of a webinar or networking event. People do these kind of things on Meetup. And uh, that's where the journey starts from. Hassan, can you tell us a bit more about some of the major trends that you're seeing in the wealth management space? Right. I can actually go on for a day about this thing. Uh, no, this is a very quickly evolving space. Uh, if I were to Explain it very simply, talk about a trend, number one, from an organization's perspective and a client's perspective, right? Uh, individuals that expect a product focus from wealth managers, getting the product right. Today, it's about getting the client engagement right. So that's one big shift that this industry has seen across the last five years. And that's where some of the struggles come from, because if you do not have the right tools in place to engage your clients and provide value to them, then you are going to be on the back foot, right? The second benefit is where organizations are changing. Wealth management, and you will realize this, you told me you've done a couple of your exams in there as well, right? It is very traditional, which also means these organizations are set up in a very traditional way, shape and form, right? Legacy systems, Microsoft Excel, some of the biggest things which are a part of this industry. But that's changing now. There was this one survey which I read, and I believe it's from Deloitte, yeah? They asked customers that, would you actually change a wealth management provider even across countries if they do not provide you what you want in the form of, you know, your digital piece, your engagement and the value you're looking for? 74% of the clients would switch their wealth manager for that. Now, that is an alarming fact. 
competition doesn't really come from, you know, the next door wealth manager, but it comes from disruption in this industry, which is new and over all of us. Brilliant. There are a lot of wealth management companies here in the in the UAE. What makes Skybound different to all of your competitors? Right. I was just the other day speaking to somebody we are looking to get on board, and they told me, Hassan, it really feels like we're working with a 21st century company here. So I think one of the key things that differentiates us is we are looking into the future. We are not looking to just maximize what we have right now, but we're looking to stay in this journey with our client, evolve in this journey. And uh, once again, I'd say that's what differentiates us. And we talked about this white glove personalized service that you give to all of your customers. What does that mean for, for Skybound? What does white glove mean? What does white glove mean? Let's take wealth management uh, from its very definition, right? Wealth management, people think it's just investing. And investing is that portion that, you know, once again, you have a certain view and a couple of people can benefit from the same view. However, wealth management is more of planning. And what money means to you, what your goals are, are very different compared to any other person may even be one of your best mate, right? So this white glove service is actually personalizing your suitability. It's not personalizing the email you see. It's none of those accessory things. It's not for the vanity, but it's personalizing your plan and ensuring that it hits your goal and it understands your need. There's a perception in the wealth management space, or there's a perception everywhere, that wealth management is for the wealthy. What do you think about that statement? If wealth management was for the wealthy, uh, I wonder how they got wealthy. So I'd like to correct that for you. It's wealth management is for those people who want to get wealthy or alternatively who want to stay wealthy, right? You don't really need a million dollars in the bank to work with a wealth manager. But if you have a definite goal and the discipline to get to the million dollars in the bank, I will tell you all wealth managers will work with you. What would you say to someone who is intimidated from starting their financial education or wealth management journey? All right. So a lot of the clients that we actually get are really scared. And it's it's not an easy thing to go to, right? Like, for example, none of us want to go to the doctor just sometimes because we don't want to know what's wrong with us in a checkup, right? And wealth management starts from this phase of discovery where actually you go ahead and you understand where would you get to without a wealth manager? Not a nice place to be in. Yeah, you do not want to know what's wrong. So get started, pull the bandaid off. Yeah, but more importantly, it's compounding. If you do it today, you're better off. You do it five years later, it's probably not achievable. So the cost of delay is massive. Go right now. You're giving advice to one of my colleagues earlier about actually starting. How can I start? I want to start tomorrow. I want to start now. How do I start? How do you start? It's very simple. It's very simple, Mark. You do not need a lot to start with. Yeah. You want to protect your family? Go ahead, get some protection in place. Yeah, you want to get your first Ferrari? Yeah, it might just be $500 a month for like maybe 10 years and you can get your Ferrari, right? So it's breaking it down into simple pieces. You've definitely heard that saying, right? How do you eat an elephant? Eat it piece by piece, bite yeah. by bite. Eat it in bites. That's exactly what wealth management is. And why should someone use a wealth management company instead of doing their own investment. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the reason I asked this question. One of the most painful things for me working with wealth management is the charges that right. erode my gains. So why should I work with a wealth management company instead of doing my own private investing? Right, I'm not sure who plans it out for you, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this, right? It's, 
I look at it and I've used this example in off time with some clients as well. That yeah, of course you can go to the pharmacy and you can go ahead and get the pills. You go to the doctor and they're going to send you to the pharmacy as well. Then why go to the doctor? Exactly. Yeah, it's very simple. You need the plan. It's not about uh, it's not about the charges eroding what your value is. But when you talk about wealth management, once again, that plan is very important. It does include elements like tax, and you were mentioning that to me. That can we be tax efficient? Yeah, and you do not have that knowledge. Yeah. Not necessarily every other member of this community will have that knowledge. So we need to ensure that we are taking all those elements, bringing them into consideration. Now, the kind of wealth manager you work with, be careful about the charges because people might charge you a lot. So do go on for recurring models where through an entire journey you're remunerating them, which means you definitely have that buy-in. Many of the wealth management organizations that we work with or that I've understood lock customers in for a certain period of time because of the way that their products are structured. Right. How does how is that different at Skybound? Because you were telling me about the level of flexibility that you have. So can you just tell us a bit more about that? 100%. I mean, as we are an independent financial planner, what's an independent financial planner? We never actually touch a client's money. A client's money does not sit with us at any point in time. We advise upon it. So our duty from regulator is that our advice needs to be right. Now, it also means that the client has the flexibility through the journey of switching this advisor. It keeps me on my toes, I'll be honest. Yeah, sometimes I do not even like this challenge because every year, every day, I need to ensure that I'm matching their expectations because they can switch to another company otherwise. But that also ensures that as a company, we are doing the best we can and we are very accountable for what we do on a daily basis. We were talking a little bit earlier before we started rolling about something that you're obviously very passionate about, and that's the impact of technology on the wealth management space. What are your thoughts about this? So technology has changed wealth management 360. Every individual involved in this space has had to transform their roles. Yep. Number one, as a manager, the way a company runs, I need to change that, the job roles, etc. For an individual working in the company, their expectations are different. They got to learn and they got to evolve with tech. But their roles are empowered because the day-to-day -day monotony has been taken away. Tech has replaced that. And that's allowed them to actually deliver value, learn, and progress. Regulators, they've had changed the way they regulate this industry because it's not, no more looking at just the accuracy of a calculation, but it's looking at new elements like security of data. Yeah, And then the partners in this industry, I think they've had it the toughest because all of them have had to switch the way they work so that they can continue working with the people they're working with. Otherwise, do you really want to work with somebody with obsolete systems? So that's the way it's changed Wealth Management 360. Makes a lot of sense. And from a more macro level to a more micro level, how does Skybound use technology? Right. We've had a very interesting journey with technology. We started three years ago. Yeah, and we started not because it was a need, but we started because we did foresee this disruption coming in. There are two kinds of change you can have. You can have either something which is adaptive, which happens over a period of time, or you can have something which is disruptive, which needs to happen immediately. Yeah, we definitely want to have something over a period of time. So once again, everyone's comfortable with that change. It doesn't change the way they work. Yeah. Sorry, hang on. Just my answer? Yes. Yeah, that's good. <coughs> I'll, I'll start it off from that bit again, yeah. Um, so the way the way technology has changed things for Skybound and our journey with technology started from three years ago. 
Fortunately so, because things are moving very fast today, right? You need time to digest this change. It got to be adaptive and that's the beauty of this process. We've actually worked with our clients, we've worked with our partners, we've worked with our advisors, we've worked with our administrators, bought all of it together and created what we have created. Two very interesting stories for us. The first one, of course, being Salesforce. And I'm not just saying that because I'm here on the podcast, but it's something I truly believe in. Yeah, we're a digitally forward company. And even if today we were not to switch our system providers, we'd be all right for the next year. But Salesforce for me is that investment into the future. Yeah, that we are adapting our processes, which is a big thing. There's a process change and a system change together to make us a much more resilient organization. The second one is one of our key tools called Plume. Yeah, and uh, let me tell you a little bit about it. A majority of the time a financial advisor spends in this industry is doing non-advisory activities. So 90%, yeah, 90% of that time is on non-advisory activities and absolute waste. You do not need that in your life. It makes it a very boring job. So what we've done is we've taken those elements and we've actually used systems to give you those answers. Number one, they're more accurate. Number two, they're more engaging. And it allows a financial advisor to do what they do best, which is actually bring these little recommendations together, engage with the client, understand the client, yeah, and give them what they need and help them achieve their goals. So for me, that's, again, a very interesting journey of how we bought technology into the picture at Skybound. That's tremendous. And at Salesforce, I've, I've spoken to hundreds of customers over the last decade, and many of them come to us in emergency mode. You know, we need to fix X, Y, Z because in three months, X, Y, Z is happening. Yeah. What are your thoughts around this kind of emergency response to technology requirements? You can't. You can't. I think you're going to get it very wrong. More people fail at bringing technology into companies uh, than the ones who actually succeed. And by succeed, I mean achieve those efficiencies and your 35% growth in ROI and whatnot. And a key reason you fail is you've not thought the process through. Don't replace technology with technology. Uh, change your process. And more importantly, change the skill sets of the individuals who work in the organization. In all our organizations, let's be frank, Mark, you have some dinosaurs, as I call them. Yeah, these are those people that will never change. And of course, they will not change because you're changing the way they do things. However, educate them and guide them through the journey. And this is that kind of, uh, I'd say, advantage that it gives us, that we've started the process maybe two years before schedule so that we can change the mindsets of people, empower people, and have them enjoy the use of Salesforce, Plume, or whatever system it is that we're running here at Skybound. What's your advice to organizations who are looking to be a bit more foresight in their use of technology. The reason I asked this question, last year, everyone was talking about the metaverse. Yep. This year, everyone's talking about AI and no one's talking about the metaverse. In 12 months time, no one's gonna be talking about AI, we're gonna be talking about something else. So things are changing all the time. What, what's your advice to organizations to be a bit more foresight in their, in their thinking? Right, so probably in the next 12 months, AI is gonna be talking about itself, <laughs> uh, at least from the way I see chat GPT <laughs> moving. But uh, see, the, the basic thing is don't do it for vanity. Yeah, a lot of people bring in tech to put it on their website. A lot of people bring in tech to print it in their brochure. Don't bring in tech for that. Don't call yourself a wealth tech organization uh, and don't rebrand yourself that way. Genuinely bring tech and let your client tell you about it, that I really enjoy this experience. You've changed something, yeah? You work with multiple apps on your phone every day and there are a couple of them you really enjoy. 
They're the ones which continuously develop. They're the ones that keep you engaged and they're the ones that bring you value. And that's essentially what I would tell an organization today, that whatever you're doing with tech, don't do it for the purposes of putting it on your website. Do it for the purposes of making your day-to-day -day a lot better and you'll enjoy it. Absolutely. Where do you see the wealth management industry moving forward over the next half decade, decade? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Yeah, there's a lot of money coming in here. Now, there are two opposing trends here, and you are well aware of them. I'm just going to put some numbers to them for you. Financial advisors, they are declining. 37% of the current advisors are going to retire from this industry, and not a lot of people want to join this industry moving forward. On the other hand, you're in Dubai right now, so you know the high net worths and ultra high net worths are growing very quickly. So who's really going to manage this money? This is where the tech piece comes in. Wealth management is going to become very interesting because each person's role is going to be more geared towards the client. There are going to be fewer people doing that role. So it's actually maximizing each and everyone's potential in the process. There's a big crew of Salesforce people coming over to Dubai very, very soon. Yeah. And I'd love to introduce them to Skybound. If I was to ask you, what is the step one, two, and three of engaging with a wealth management company? How would it, what would that look like? Before we get into step one, two, yeah. three, and four, something people are very conscious about, oh, it's going to cost me money. No, it's not. The financial plan doesn't cost you money. Yeah. We work with thousands of clients who do not go ahead, and I'm happy about that because they still engage with us, they still join us, and I hope in the future they will be one of our clients, right? But step one is just understanding where you stand, and we are going to do a lot of question and answers with you. Yeah. We're going to go back. We're going to research a little bit in the market and come back to you with something very draft. Yeah. We take that through discussions. These could be three, four, five meetings. And then what we see in front of us is a bit of a suitability. Then it's entirely up to you if that matches your goals. Yeah. You're comfortable with it. Most importantly, we go ahead with it. Hussein, what differentiates Skybound from the plethora of wealth management organizations that we have here in the UAE? So the UAE, to begin with, has a lot of competition. And I've asked this question to myself many a times as well, that how are we going to be different? And when we set ourselves up with the new brand Skybound, one of the key things we wanted to do is not just focus on any one part of the process. So one of our philosophy across this company is we want to be both the advisor of choice and the employer of choice. So we're trying to take and make this entire process very inclusive with our clients and with our staff. And what we have as an end product from it is a proposition that covers the best in class part. Of and what we have as a result of that is a proposition that's best in class in all aspects. I mean, without making it sound very fancy, it's just we are good at what we do and we are not focusing on the vanity aspects of it. And uh, that's what I'd say differentiates us. Tremendous. And we were talking a little bit earlier about the role that a wealth manager plays in people's life. What is that role? So you've given your CISI exam, right? So I'm going to put you to quiz on this. Yeah, it's one of my interview questions. Yeah. You tell me, Mark, what is wealth management? So wealth management is the breakdown of three key areas. Number one is forward-looking, future-looking, so investing your money. Mm -hmm. The second one is being tax efficient. And then third is retirement planning. Okay, spot on. So you've got it right, right? Investments, tax efficiency, and retirement planning. Now let's look at these three points a little bit more. Talk about investment, right? And that's the first thing that draws people towards a wealth manager. But a majority of the non-finance people, as I'd call it, would consider wealth management as investing your money. It's not. Yeah. It is the other two things. 
tax efficiency and okay. actual retirement planning or planning for any goal. Yeah. And 80% of wealth management is advanced planning. I'll explain it to you very simply. A wealth manager is the CFO in your life. He or she is that person that brings all those relationships together for your money matters, holds you accountable to them, and you can hold them accountable to your success and your goals in return. So, yeah. Hussain, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and to get your perspective on the wealth management industry. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. This was real fun. Before we cut off, I've got a very important question. Right, go on. Can I have a discount? <laughs> you cannot have a discount, but I'm very sure you're going to like what we do. And if not, I'll give you a full refund. Thank you so much for joining us today on Tech Force Middle East. You've helped us understand what a top-notch service looks like, even in a traditional sector, and given us a glimpse into the future of wealth management. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us on this podcast of Tech Force. See you next time. Hello, everyone. It's Mark, the host of Tech Force Middle East, a new podcast sponsored by Salesforce that explores some of the important issues affecting Middle East businesses today. Every month, we'll be joined by emerging entrepreneurs, startups, and leading companies to explore how they're navigating through some of the biggest changes of our time, whether it's about financial performance and inclusion, the future of work, digital first customer experiences, or gender empowerment. We'll be learning from the best. So grab a cup of coffee and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button below and please continue the conversation in the comments. See you soon.